Welcome to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. This podcast tackles the hottest topics for the European accountancy profession. Get your need-to-know update from Brussels. Welcome back. Today, we're looking into sustainability reporting standards with a deep dive into the political debate around how and who should develop these standards. We'll look at where the process stands and how it could best achieve its goals. To take a step back, what are sustainability reporting standards and how do they make a difference? Having consistent corporate sustainability reporting standards for companies enables them to measure and report on the environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, aspects of doing business. When we combine this with financial reporting information, we get a full view on a company's activities. Based on these reports, management, investors, stakeholders can make better decisions and get a clear view on the company's performance, as well as impacts and dependencies. Unlike financial reporting, which is based on a globally trusted set of standards, sustainability reporting is still fragmented. Many competing options of what to report on emerged over the years. These varying standards allowed companies to cherry pick the standard that would show them in the best light. Differing standards also meant that company performance was impossible to compare. Since 2015, Accountancy Europe has been calling for coordination, consolidation, and cooperation in sustainability reporting initiatives. Our goal is to develop globally aligned sustainability reporting standards. In the publication, Interconnected Standard Setting for Corporate Reporting from 2019, we highlighted that corporate reporting standard setting should encompass both the current IFRS financial reporting standards, as well as generally agreed upon sustainability reporting standards. Since then, everything has moved at breakneck speed. Stakeholders are aligned. Common standards are the only way forward. The EU has proposed the EU sustainability reporting standards as part of the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, or CSRD, proposal. The European Commission has asked the organization EFRAG to create these new standards. EFRAG, while making the necessary internal changes to meet this new role, is expected to deliver the first set of standards to the European Commission by June 2022. But where does this leave the global debate? Is the EU striking out on its own? How do we keep momentum and create the best sustainability reporting standards? To start answering these questions, I'm happy to have Yona Basha, Senior Manager and my colleague at Accountancy Europe. Yona was one of the masterminds behind our initial work on this topic and has been closely involved ever since. Yona, can you please introduce yourself? Hi, Andrea, and thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I'm very happy to be here to discuss the state of play and future of sustainability reporting standard setting. I am a Senior Manager at Accountancy Europe and have been part of the team since 2019. I'm part of the professional expertise team, particularly looking into the development of the accountancy profession in the area of corporate reporting. This includes voicing the European profession with different stakeholders in developing financial standards and more recently, sustainability reporting standards. The latter has been my main area of focus since I joined the organization and is also my pride and joy too. I am a trained accountant and I have worked around Europe as well. Sounds like you're just the right person to have to discuss this topic. I gave a short, broad introduction, but why don't you flesh it out? What are corporate sustainability reporting standards and why are they so important? 
simply speaking, uh, sustainability reporting standards would allow companies to use a common approach in reporting on important or as we call it in the profession material, ESG matters. It would address topics such as climate change, biodiversity loss, social matters and human rights, as well as governance. Why is this important? Well, because times have changed and a business license to operate can no longer be taken for granted. It needs to be earned. We recognize that a business job is not simply to generate profits anymore, but also to create positive impact to people and the environment. But understanding these impacts is not just important for the broader stakeholders who are strongly committed to the sustainability agenda. For example, thinking, think of society, how engaged they are committed to climate change. But it is also important for companies and the financial market. To give an example, think of a company whose main input is water. Perhaps it's operating in the beverages business. If this resource is compromised, then the entire business model is at stake. So for a business, financial and ESG performance, both the impact and dependencies on these items are interdependent and linked. As I was saying before, the momentum has really picked up on this, especially because of the EU's actions. They've set fire to the debate by initiating their own work on a new set of standards. Is this the best solution? What other options are there? Indeed, the EU has led this agenda and continues to champion it. I think there are no questions about it around the globe. If we think of the current non-financial reporting directive or NFRD in short, it dates back to 2014. This is currently under revision with the CSRD, as, as you mentioned before. So the CSRD broadens the ambitions of the NFRD in terms of sustainability reporting overall. And when it comes to standards, it proposes to report against a new EU sustainability reporting standard rather than leave it to companies to choose which framework or standard works best for them. This was also addressed as basically cherry picking in your intro, but also in the market overall. Standards improve consistency and, and comparability in reporting. So there is no question for that. I think we, we can all agree. The market had years to consolidate, let's be frank. And if we think back, we as Accountants Europe called since 2017 for these initiatives to coordinate and provide a global sustainability reporting solution to this. It did not happen at that time. And even worse, more initiatives can continue to pop up to fill each other's gaps. This proliferation increased overall costs for all parties, and it did not end up in providing more reliable information. So this situation and this proliferation, despite the goodwill of everybody to address important problems and fill in the gaps, was not enough. Not for stakeholders uh, who continued to call for one sustainability reporting standard and coming back to the EU, it was not good for us either. In the EU, sustainability reporting, which is part of the CSRD, is linked to a broader agenda, the European Green Deal. The private sector needs to play their part too to achieve the ambitions of the Green Deal, thus the need to set the tone at, at EU level. But is setting EU sustainability standards the best? We do not know yet, um, but without the EU, I personally doubt that we'd be in a situation where we'd be comparing solution. We would still be looking for one. In terms of an alternative to that, we have the solution proposed and under development at the IFRS Foundation. So the IFRS Foundation are currently involved in setting uh, international financial reporting standards, or as we call them, IFRS, 
via their International Accounting Standards Board, or ISB. They are looking to establish a parallel board to the ISB called the International Sustainability Standards Board, or in short, ISSB, to develop such sustainability reporting standards. So two solutions there, EU or the ISSB one. And it's getting to be a lot of acronyms too, just to help our listeners keep track. So we have FRAG working in the EU, and then we have the IFRS working on the global level, whose organization is the ISSB, uh, looking into the sustainability reporting standards. I also wanted to, to point out how exciting it is that both the EU and globally, it has been within the financial reporting standards bodies that this new set of standards have been identified, just showing the value of the accountancy profession and how we contribute to identifying what is material, as you used earlier, and important for companies to report on. And it's thanks to our strong reputation in financial reporting that we have this opportunity to look into the uh, sustainability side of things. But then let's talk about the scope. What are the differences between the EU um, FRAG solution and the ISSB's sustainability reporting standards? Yeah, Andrea, I, I totally agree with uh, what you just said. I mean, we know how to report in, in the profession. We've been doing it for a long time. So there is interest in continuing to, to look at the broader corporate reporting scene. Going back to sustainability reporting, which is the new extension, let's call it, to, to corporate reporting, in terms of scope between the EU and ISSB's solutions, that in terms of similarities, both initiatives will look at addressing a broad range of sustainability topics. They will provide standards to address ESG matters. The ISSB starts by addressing climate as their first standard, whereas the FRAG takes a more ambitious approach and they're working in parallel to address all ESG matters overall. So in terms of differences, I would point out two main differences, the audience and the materiality perspective. First, in terms of audience, the ISSB looks at investors and capital markets, whereas the EU looks at these as well and broadens and goes beyond to address broader stakeholders. They would also address the information needs of society at large, if we think our civil society, people and the environment. On the other hand, as a second difference is materiality. The ISSB will address what we call enterprise value lens, and this is a term borrowed by the famous group of five composed of the CDP, CDSB, GRI, IRC and SASB. To this end, we expect that reporting on as per the ISSB's standards would address companies' dependencies on ESG topics. This is because these topics ultimately affect the performance and the ability of a company to generate profits and cash flows in the short, medium and long term. Again, the EU goes broader. It aims to address the impacts of the company to the economy, environment and people as well, regardless whether these impacts come back to the company and the company is dependent on them. So this is in short and very simplified the famous double materiality perspective that we, we use in Europe. And I, I think that has also become very famous globally. Something that I also wanted to point out, but it's not much of a difference, 
but it's something to consider is timing. As, as we said, it, it is the CSRD that is pushing to have EU sustainability reporting standards because it's part of the broader Green Deal agenda. So European standards are expected to be ready by next October, which means that uh, consultations are expected early 2022 and we're expected to engage as well. On the SSB side, things are less fixed, but rumor has it that the first set of consultation may be early 2022 and addressing climate. Does the fact that the EU's legislative timeline is faster than the ISSB's work, do you think that may result in the EU being seen as the definitive standard, or do you think that the ISSB will still be working on its own thing? I think that it is a race, but it's not a race to determine who is the fastest. It is a race to determine how to improve the current situation. So personally, I, I really think that it's good to have this healthy competition because, as, as I said before, we are finally in a situation when we're comparing solutions and not looking for one. So in that respect, yes, I, I think that race perhaps is the right term, but where this ends up and who wins, I do not think that that matters as much as having a solution does. These both initiatives are expected to coordinate and, and consolidate and talk to one another. And we're very happy to see that they have done so in the past as well and are currently doing so. So they're involved in each other's preparatory work. There is hope that there will be more alignment than, than we might have expected in the beginning. And this brings us beautifully to co-construction. So I know this is something that is becoming more and more talked about in this debate. Can you tell me more about how that would work? Sure. So first and foremost, Accountants Europe supports international and EU sustainability reporting standards, if that hadn't become clear. We hope to see global sustainability reporting standards that serve broader stakeholders and use a double materiality perspective. So simply, we hope to see something like the EU is doing, but at a global level. We believe that there is a need for interconnected standard setting. Financial reporting and sustainability reporting standards should be linked and provide anchor points to one another. Thus, the need for the IFRS to come into play and take action into this matter. Both the international and EU initiatives help address our vision because they, they provide the missing pieces to complete this puzzle. We hope, as I said, to see the EU's ambitions on double materiality and broader stakeholders replic replicated at a global level. And for this, it is important that the, both standards that are coordinate and align their work to provide consistent and comparable global basis of standard. There will always be specificities that particular jurisdiction will want to add on. Just think of different matters that are important in, in different regions, particular needs of civil society and different state of play in terms of environment degradation. But we hope to see a global base that is flexible enough to allow jurisdiction and regions to build onto this base and add their specificities. And the CSRD also shares this ambition, really good to read there. So we look forward to seeing Europe contributing to global convergence 
they have done so before in financial reporting standards. So if we think of IFRS, there could have never been an IFRS without the EU. So if someone knows how to do it, it's them. It's also important that the common standards and jurisdictions follows a bit the philosophy around accountants basis on judgment and more about fulfilling the spirit rather than the letter of what the eventual standards aim to achieve. And I think that's also another reason why accountants are really well suited for, for this role specifically. I know our most recent publication on this topic talks more about this co-construction. Can you tell me more about what we can find there? Uh, what are the takeaways? As, as I said before, the ambition is to have aligned global standards, and it's important to see FRAG and the ISSB work together. So in our latest publication, we provided some ideas on how to operationalize this co-construction or two-way cooperation for both these organizations to end up to develop standards that could ultimately become this uh, global baseline. We believe that there should be a strong collaboration both at a political level and at a technical level. So on a political level, it is important to promote consistency and progress towards global standards. And for this, we propose the ISSB be part of the EFRAG Consultative Forum and equally the EFRAG be part of the IFRS's multi-stakeholder consultative forum. On a technical level, we propose that the bodies responsible for developing standards, meaning the boards, be invited into each other working groups so that this maximizes resource efficiencies and there are aligned uh, consultation or standards since the beginning. I want to tell our listeners that perhaps just listening to this, it sounds quite complex, but on our website, we have an infographic that explains this concept really well. And it's actually very interesting to see the proposal about how the different technical groups and political groups can discuss with each other. So I will add a link in our show notes and I definitely recommend checking this out because when you see it side by side, it does seem a very elegant solution for both sides to ensure that they're not doing double work, but in fact, building on each other's work to get to the best solution. A simple and common sense solution, I would add. And so what's next? Where will we go from here? Well, obviously standards are next. We will expect uh, exposure drafts or consultation from both sides, both the AFRAG and the ISSB. A total astonishing around number of nine, ten. It's hard to say exactly, but uh, yeah, a very ambitious number. So be ready, count with me. On AFRAG, they're working on one, on conceptual guidelines and cross-cutting standards, two, climate, three, other environmental issues. So these would be biodiversity, water, et cetera, et cetera. Four, workforce, addressing the social impacts on that. Five, other matters on the social bit of ESG, meaning they will address other social matters, including human rights. Six, governance plus, Seven, there will be sector-specific standards. And eight, last but not least on the EFRAC side, SME standards. On the ISSB side, there is preparatory work going on for two uh, streams. So as, as we said before, one climate standard and another presentation standard. So two consultation perhaps expected on that side. 
at Accountants Europe, even though this may sound very overwhelming, uh, we will continue to engage and as we have done in the past, and we will continue to voice the European profession in this debate in order to have a consistent global basis that could work for everyone. Something that's exciting to see is that the social aspect is getting as much visibility in EFRAG's work as the environment, because I think one thing that we have seen a lot with ESG in the past is that the environment gets centralized in a lot of these debates. Meanwhile, the social and the governance issues get put a little bit more to the side. So it's really encouraging to see that EFRAG is taking such a broad view on this. Yes, definitely. But also on the ISSB side, I think this is the way that we as a profession are used to doing things steady but slowly as well. Social is the next big thing after climate, which we all agree is a global urgency. Yes, it's very good to see that perhaps AFRAG will have already provided the first solid basis, but rumor has it that there is also preparatory work and organizations are engaged in providing information to the ISSB as well in developing and addressing social as the next standard going ahead. After all, this whole thing is happening because, I mean, there there was a move, there was a call from society, and it, it is not just the planet that is at risk here, but it's people, and it's important to, to address them as well. On the governance, I couldn't agree more with what you said. None of these um, matters would be brought forward by companies if they didn't have the right structures, the right governance structures, and they didn't set the tone bottom up, top up at this point. It doesn't matter as long as there is a clear vision on how how to address these matters, both in the business model and which ultimately waters down to reporting. Is there anything we missed or anything you would like to add? Oh, well, um, I don't think that we missed anything, but if I may, I would like to add a personal thought. On on this stream of work, I I personally think that as challenging as as it is, because it is very challenging to engage in all of these matters in such a very short timing, this is an important element to the development of our profession at large. So if we think of the future, younger generations care about the future overall, and, and they want to contribute and make an impact. So let's get them on board by collectively being part of this change. That is what I would call for. This has the potential to completely change the face of the accountancy profession. It's really about making a broader impact on society and how companies work. So definitely, this is an opportunity for younger people who want to make a difference to get involved. Are there any additional resources? We we mentioned uh, a few of our papers, but is there anything else that you'd like to, to share with our audience? What we're going to share as part of the link in our website, I think, is also a little summary of what we just discussed on both initiatives on on the AFRAC and the ISSB side for the more curious minds to read and get into a bit more in detail. Yeah, I think that's about it. A lot of information that we've already shared. So have a nice read, everyone. Yes, it is quite a, a big read, uh, but I will say for at least the Accountancy Europe side, we have definitely tried to keep it manageable. So I definitely invite even non-experts to have a look at that. Thank you, Yona, for your time today. It's been very interesting. And watch this space. I'm sure we'll have you back again as these consultations come come out.
Thanks for listening to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting apps. Get in touch. We are at AccountancyEU on Twitter, and you can contact me at Andrea at AccountancyEurope.eu. This podcast is presented and edited by Andrea Campbell with support from Nina Schopfer. Our music is Fearless First by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. See you next time, because people count.